Dynasty Fantasy Football doesn't take a week off, and neither do these guys. All the information you need to stay atop your league for years to come. This is the Dynasty Heat Seekers. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Tuesday Night Dynasty Heat Seekers. I'm your host, Bryce Frazier. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Roto Heat Bryce and also the Facebook page of Roto Heat Dynasty Fantasy Football. Give that a follow. The community is great. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Anthony Leone. How are we doing today? I'm doing very well. I hope you had a nice day and uh, looking forward to doing this stream. Last week, we, we did guys that we thought were going to break out. Now we're Yep. Projecting guys that are going to fall on their face, right? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> yeah. We're going from like an exciting up and coming to now, wah, wah, wah. These Not players as that, exciting. These, these players might disappoint, might be time to sell. Maybe you could, you know, some of them I'd still buy cheap because I'm expecting to regress and so other people might as well. And you might find people that panic and think that even just because a player regresses doesn't mean they're not still relevant on your fantasy team. Sometimes I go after regression candidates and try and still buy them lower than other people might see them. So let's just jump jump right in it. And we're going to start with quarterback. And Leonie, I'll go ahead and head to, head to you. I feel like this one's kind of an obvious one that most people would uh, understand why he would regress. So go ahead and uh, talk about him. Yeah, so the player I chose here for quarterback is Aaron Rodgers. I still think he's very capable. I'm just not as enthusiastic about who he's going to be throwing the ball to this year. I know they drafted Christian Watson and, and they have Alan Lazard. Beyond Randall that, Cobb. there's yeah, it, <laughs> Randall Cobb, Robert yeah. Tanyan. Aaron Jones is going to get some work, so that's that's a positive. But when you lose someone like Devontae Adams out of your offense, how many times did we see Rodgers just throw him like a 10-yard pass and him just take it to the house? Yeah, there's 30, 40 yards and a touchdown just off the stat page, just like that. Now, obviously, there's still some playmakers on the team, and I'm excited to see what Watson can do. And and I still have faith in Rodgers to be a quarterback one, but I think it's going to be more of a way low end quarterback one. Last year, he finished the year as a quarterback six. I think we'd be. I think if if you have him and he gets top ten, you'd be happy. But I think top 12 is probably more realistic on what to expect. So I, I think we're going to see a pretty significant change in how many fantasy points he'll have at the end of the season compared to last. What do you think, Bryce? Yeah, I, I agree. When you lose a player that even when teams are focused on him and he is still just producing like that, if you just watch highlights of just the plays they drop for Adams and the connection Aaron Rodgers had, it's just something that you just don't, you're not going to get out of rookie a rookie that you just drafted or any sort of free agent. Really, the only familiar faces there are Lazard and, and Cobb, and they're nowhere close to the, you know, athlete that Devontae Adams is. So yeah, I think Rodgers is a huge regression candidate. It wouldn't surprise me to see him as like a high end quarterback too. Yeah. I will say that I think that I really do think that OBJ could end up there, and. That might that still doesn't matter till probably after Thanksgiving because of the ACL tear. But OBJ is a guy that can come to an offense and the athlete he is, he could be a huge help for for Aaron Rodgers. But he still wouldn't be he still wouldn't be a Devontae Adams tight end. That's yeah, no, he's not. But he would probably still potentially 
put Aaron Rodgers at like a quarterback eight, probably to me. Like it went the regression probably lower because OBJ is a he went to the Rams and immediately had an impact. The Browns, that's because the quarterback play was horrible. It, it would help, but you're not going to get that chemistry that he formed with Adams for how it was he there seven years, six, seven, eight years, somewhere in there. Like you're not yeah. going to, that's gone and you're not going to get that back. And Rogers doesn't have enough time to get that back. So yeah, I think that's a good regression candidate. So my regression candidate is probably a little bit more uh, controversial. I throughout Justin Herbert finished his quarterback too. And like your dynasty PPR formats, my, and really the only reason I like Justin Herbert, he is still a top level guy but he didn't get any better weapons they all got a year older right and mike williams is still pretty young i think he's 27 28 he's still in his prime years but he can't stay healthy and he had one decent season which was still he was still inconsistent keenan allen is a i think he's been underrated his entire career but he's getting older and i, I his best years are behind him so when they when both of these guys i think when their best years are behind them i think justin herbert's Best years are still ahead of him, but I don't think it's going to be this next year. So that's kind of my, you know, point for Justin Herbert. He's a regression candidate, a temporary regression candidate, because I think he needs younger weapons to form that, you know, bond with and really get a chemistry with. And he has that chemistry with these guys. But again, like I just said, I think these guys also are regression candidates, uh, which then leads to, to Herbert not being a quarterback, too. I would see him more closer to probably quarterback five through eight, which is still great. That's quarterback one. Absolutely feel great plugging him in my lineup every week, but I'm not expecting top three this year from him. What are your thoughts on Herbert? Yeah, I disagree. I guess it's possible he could drop a spot or two, but I wouldn't expect him to drop any further than that. I think he is extremely athletic. He's mobile. He he has a great arm. He's very accurate with the ball. I think he has a he does a great job of finding the right guy in the right situation. He gets those rushing touchdowns when you need him. I just I I just I don't know. It's it's hard for me to think who could beat him. Maybe Mahomes, maybe Josh Allen, Allen. Watson, Wilson, Burrow. Maybe these are guys. I mean, these are guys. I wouldn't all, bet. Yeah, I wouldn't bet Wilson over him. I wouldn't Joe. bet. Maybe Burrow. Maybe. Lamar, if he's healthy, like all these guys could easily finish above Justin Herbert. It's not like it, it's, I don't, I'm not predicting it, but I think it's possible, but even even for this upcoming season, I would, I would say in my opinion, it's more likely Herbert finishes as quarterback one than he does quarterback five. Really? If that makes sense. Yeah, but yeah, I think he's sense. more that's, likely. That... Yeah, I don't think that's really with all the 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 great quarterbacks in the league. Tom Brady finished number three right behind him. I wouldn't be surprised if Tom Brady finished above him still because Herbert's not really a threat on the ground. Like he he can run the ball, but he's not like they don't design run plays really for him unless they're probably like a QB sneak. So right. any quarterback with rushing upside could realistically surpass him, in my opinion. Yeah, I think it's just as he, I don't think it's like substantial that one to five, but I think that. Yeah, I don't Five expect more likely I don't expect me. Watson to be that great given really given given the offseason turmoil, the new team. I, I no, I, I wouldn't think that. I think Lamar shock the world. I think Lamar, I don't think it's gonna be a shock for a lot of people. You know, but. Lamar does have the rushing upside, but who's he throwing he, the ball to? Rashad Bateman, Mark Andrews, he doesn't and have that's to. it. He'll throw he'll run the ball twenty times for a hundred and 100 yards mm-hmm. and a touchdown. There's sixteen points and he can throw for a touchdown and, and I don't know, Stuff. 100 yards. He's got 
24 points right there. Like he's okay. Lamar, Lamar. So do you, so do you expect Lamar Jackson to outscore Herbert this year? Obviously being healthy. Yeah, probably. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's where we disagree. Maybe that's something we can evaluate later. It's not like I wouldn't bet. I really wouldn't because I think they're that I think there's five or six quarterbacks that are all razor thin in the yeah. sense of they could all finish like within that top six, like just off the top of my head, not even doing anything. Like I said, Herbert, Burrow, Allen, Mahomes. But so you're, I, but you're, I think but, Wilson and Watson for me. But your main point of contention with Herbert is just that it's just another year older for his receivers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I understand it, it, the argument. I just don't, I don't think we're the, at that point yet. Yeah, as someone that's an ageist like yourself, you think that uh, you'd be like, "Wow, Keenan Allen's twenty nine; he's dead." Yeah, <laughs> I'm, just, like I'm just not receivers. quite there that's yet. Fair. That's fair. Yeah, I'm not I, quite there yet. Yeah, I didn't really picking that, but I feel like I don't expect him to be top two this yeah, year. Yeah, no, I think it's a fair. I think it's a fair. It's hard thinking who's if you actually if you look through one to twenty, all the quarterbacks where they finished. Most of them, yeah, that makes sense. Most of them, and it looks like most of them probably going to finish about the same next year. So I understand that argument. But yeah, that's, I just, I don't think Herbert is, is for me personally there. That's fair. I, I, I think he'll he'll be a top five guy for several years, but I think it's going to be closer to five these next couple unless they, yeah. they get And they didn't them. bring anyone new in. That's, I understand your argument. Yeah, and they were suspected, they were projected to. Like, yeah. if they would have drafted a rookie... He wouldn't have probably been on here just because that third weapon. I, and I do Josh Palmer. I do. But there's not enough there for me to think that he's going to be a huge piece. Do I think he has the potential to? Yeah, sure. Why not? He could. Mike Williams could get hurt. And it seemed like every time Mike Williams was hurt last short and or Keenan Allen, Josh Palmer stepped in, stepped up and did his part. And he did pretty well. So I just would like to see more of that to think that is a really viable third option. Yeah. yeah typically, typically with these quarterbacks, you would like to have three good you know, guys to throw to. And one of those guys can be the tight end, but their tight end also is not a guy that I'm like, I mean, who Parham, I guess, is their guy. I mean, yeah. And they have a cook still Everett. Don't they have Everett? Jared Everett. Jared Everett. Did he sign there? He was, so. Oh yeah. He, did he? I knew he was on the Seahawks last year. I can't, I didn't remember. I could be wrong, but let me check real quick. Go ahead. While you're doing that, I'll go ahead and start with the tight ends. This is this was not fun. To <laughs> tight ends was like really boring. And you chose the second guy. Like yeah, I was gonna Everett. name him Everett. Yeah, Everett. Okay, uh, he, and he's an athlete, but we'll see what his role is. Sure. Tight end wasn't really fun. Uh, so I feel like we both probably looked at like the top ten guys and I'm like, what guys don't really fit here? Yeah. And uh, exactly. so I chose I chose Zach Ertz. The he might start off the season pretty well because obviously Hopkins is out, so you would think that leads more targets for him. Yeah, uh, you picked draft- you you picked the wide receiver first, and then I I, start, I was like, oh, I'll start with tight end, and that was the reason why I didn't take Ertz was because of the Hopkins suspension. Yeah, so that was okay. the reason why. But yeah, otherwise, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, that's fair, and, and I'm not sure what Trey McBride's role will be. It seems like Ertz is that guy that comes he comes in. He's a great veteran presence and. Maybe he kind of is like leading the way for a younger guy to take over. Ertz has got to be over 30 at this point. And tight yeah, ends, he's do probably still... 33. If I yeah, guess. tight ends. Yeah. I, sorry. I meant to say like over 31. But well, he's turning 32 uh, this year. So he's still 31. Okay. So that's not okay. too bad. Yeah. And tight ends play well into their mid 30s sometimes. But yeah, he just doesn't have a, your typical big play 
making ability that you would want in the tight end, especially since he finished tight end four last year. Like we could all, I think anybody watching or listening to this could easily name five tight ends. They'd rather have on their fantasy team than Zach Ertz and would predict them to do better than him. I will say, I think he's got more value at the beginning of the season. So it could be a guy I'm looking to hold on to and then sell before Hopkins comes back, because when he comes back, he's going to demand the bulk of the target share. I think Hollywood Brown is going to be a very good wide receiver two option. I mean, I think he's best suited for that role. So yeah, I don't see Ertz finishing as tight end next year. And I think that most people could agree on that. I was actually surprised to see that he did end up as tight end four. So I learned a little bit looking up for this regression stuff. So what are your thoughts on Ertz? Yeah, I didn't pick him because of the Hawkins suspension. Had Hawkins not have been missing six games, I would have expected Ertz to take a backseat role to Marquise Brown and Hopkins and Rondell Moore and, and whatnot. But they did lose Christian Kirk, so there are some a little bit more available targets, but I don't think that makes a big difference. Yes, I would expect Ertz to drop a little bit. I don't think it's going to be huge, though. The tight no, end but... is really tricky. All it takes is a few more touchdowns than the next guy, and you're up 10 yeah, spots. Yeah, I feel like... Well, outside like the top four or five, it's all just all, you're all together. Close. Like yeah. six through... 32 are all pretty even yeah yeah if you're i don't know i i think Ertz. i think early in the season he'll do better he may taper off toward the end once hopkins comes back or maybe he gets injured we've seen him get injured that's possible it's hard to say he's gonna fall outside of the top 10 just because it's so funky oh, yeah. of a position I couldn't predict you. I, I won't yeah. predict him falling any guy falling out of the top five or six but i, I do agree with you that if you have him or if you can get him cheap, wait a few weeks. He'll probably do pretty well the first few weeks of the season. Then that would be the time to trade him. So I, I agree with what you're saying. Yeah. Go ahead and jump into your guy. Ooh, we're going to change. Oh, no. Tight end. My tight end. Okay. I chose Dalton Schultz of the Cowboys. And I I had a really tough time picking a tight end in general because of you know what I said yeah. about Ertz already. And then with Schultz, it's all oh, they lost Amari Cooper. So he's probably gonna get some yeah. more targets now because Cooper's you know not there. But I think Gallup is expected back early in the season. He had I think he had surgery and on his leg, and I think he's expected back in week one, week two. So with Gallup and CD Lamb, you know, they drafted Tolbert, they brought in James Washington. From the Steelers. I think he was a free agent. They brought in James Washington. So I just think that there's enough playmakers on that team with Zeke and Pollard that it's really going to be difficult for Schultz to duplicate what he did last year. He had like over 80 catches, 800 yards, almost 10 touchdowns. I just don't see that happening again based on how many playmakers they have on this offense, especially once Gallup comes back early in the year. So like Ertz, I think he may have a solid start to the year, assuming Gallup is not ready to go. But I do expect that to, to taper off. So he's a guy where if I have him, I would probably sell him if I have the depth at the position um, after the first couple of weeks where he does well. What do you think, Bryce? Yeah, I, I like Dalton Schultz. I, I really do. I don't expect him to finish his tight end. What was it, three? Yeah, he was like three. Year. Yeah. Yeah, he's not the most talented, but he plays on a team that it seems like they're never really blowing a team out. So he and the the targets are there for him. He had a great season last year. I don't think anybody really expected it, but it wouldn't it really wouldn't surprise me to see him do it again and potentially do a little better. 
So I guess I'll, I agree. That, uh, this one I wasn't sure of. That's why I didn't really pick him. I was more comfortable thinking Ertz is going to regress than Dalton yeah. Schultz because Dalton Schultz is good. Like he's a good, he's a good athlete. He's a good player. I'm the other sure. thing too, if you look at like the top ten tight ends last year, almost all of them played 17 games. Yeah. Almost all of them. The only exception would be like George Kittle who played, I don't know, 12 or 13, but still got the top five. Yeah. Like right. you know, guys like that. So because because he's just more athletic than all of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's I mean, probably the second most athletic now. And Kyle Pitts is probably the most naturally gifted, but I would say George Kittle is number two of yeah. best athlete at the tight end position. Sure. Sure. Uh, Best all around type player, Jimmy. He's a yeah. great blocker. He's just he's, everywhere. Yeah. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I agree with you. And tight end is tricky because all it takes is a couple of yeah. touchdowns and all of a sudden you jump up five spots. So yeah. Um, Unless we're talking about like a top five guy like Waller or Mark Andrews, which Andrews is a regression candidate. His, his year last year was phenomenal, but now Marquise Brown's gone and he might get all of the targets. Yeah, like, I agree. So I can't put him because his volume is going to be insane. Kelsey yeah. without Tyreek Hill. Yeah, Kelsey, I don't see being a regression candidate probably for at least a couple of years. He's just a guy that doesn't doesn't get hit a lot either. He'll go down like he's smart. Like he's a smart player when it comes to keeping himself healthy and things like that. Like if you watch him play, he doesn't mind going out of bounds. He's not young and needs to get that extra contact. Like he, he tries to stay healthy. Um, now, so, what about, I know you're a Patriots fan. And Hunter Henry came to mind, but then I thought, well, they don't really have a lot of other receivers. Yeah. But I know a couple of weeks ago you were mentioning Johnny Smith is capable, and, and you think Johnny yeah. Smith is going to you know, be more in the mix. Do you think that might hurt Hunter Henry a little bit, or do you think Hunter Henry is going to be about the same? Hunter Henry is not really productive outside of the red zone. Like, he really isn't. Like He is touchdown dependent. His production was touchdown dependent. Like He wasn't getting – like very rarely, I feel like was he getting over forty or fifty yards. Yeah, like he was like three catches, fifty yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, Boom, every week. What? Yeah, that's yeah. fourteen points. Fourteen points. Bam, you're good. The yeah. two, then they had the occasional two touchdowns. Not really, because I feel like in the red zone he's still a huge threat. Like he's going to be probably the biggest threat in the red zone because he's so he'll probably stay about the same. I think he'll stay about the that's same. That's kind of what I thought too. That's why I didn't pick him. I was like, hey, he's probably yeah. just, there's not a lot of other guys there that's you know really going to get the ball in the end zone. Yeah, and I think he's a good buy candidate because I feel like people might expect him to be worse for some reason, but. I feel comfortable putting him in as my tight end, and I you probably buy him cheap. Yeah. So I don't know. I, it's a guy I'm looking at in redraft leagues a lot because I'm usually passing up on some of the elite, tight, I'm, I, especially in redraft. I pass up on the elite tight ends, and I get later, and he's not yeah. even going in the top fifteen. Sometimes I'm like, I'll take Hunter Henry. He's good for a touchdown every week. It seems so. Yeah. That's. I'm not sure. I, the Patriots' offense is, is so hard to predict. Like I try and stay away from it in fantasy. <laughs> I just like to watch them in, in real life because they're not very fun fantasy wise because they just run through the there they play through the run game sure. and they use five running backs. All right, go ahead and jump into your first wide receiver. Yeah, so my first wide receiver is DK Metcalf. It's obvious without Russell Wilson there. I don't even know who their quarterback is really going to be. I, I guess it's going to be Geno Smith or Drew Locke. It's, not, it's probably Drew Locke. And yeah, I heard. Trade. I heard Geno Smith. Jimmy G. I heard a report that Geno Smith was was doing better than Drew Locke so far in the mind of. Now I believe Geno Smith's first game, like DK Metcalf went off. Yeah, look at this. Geno so Smith maybe... has early edge at OTAs. Okay. He leads oh, OT the first OTAs. team. He's leading the first team offense. Well, I bet Drew Locke's got to still learn the whole offense. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. I know. But I, OT. 
OTAs, I, I read something today about <laughs> New England. I was reading New England's OTA report, and yeah. Belichick says OTAs are for developing, not, what is it, analyzing or, or yeah. ranking or whatever. So I don't read too much into OTAs. I just wanted to see. I just, I was looking to see if any of our rookies did anything. <laughs> which, nothing, nothing. No, I like finding like I like finding the hype, like the hype yeah, articles, yeah. and then sharing them in my leagues. Oh, look at this guy. <laughs> yeah, better um, sell them now. Yeah, so anyway, yeah, so DK, losing Russ, like we saw it last year already. Like we already saw it happen. He had some really fluky plays. I think it, I forget which game it was a primetime game, but he had a terrible game except for the one catch 60 yard touchdown that he had that salvaged his week with DK Metcalf. So things like that, obviously, like you can't count on that. I expect whether it's Drew Locke or Geno Smith, that DK is just not going to be involved. He, they're not going to be able to sustain drives. They play in such a tough division here with the Niners and the Rams. And it's, I just, I really don't see DK Metcalf having a good season on the same locket too. I just, I don't see him especially having a good season either. I think both of these guys are going to regress. And I, unfortunately, if you have them, I don't think you can trade them because their value is so low. I do think though, that if, if you can get them for a good price, they're a good buy especially DK Metcalf because of his age. I think DK Metcalf is a great buy right now. His value is as low as it's almost ever been. And I do believe that they they either will address the quarterback position later in the offseason, maybe during the season, or especially by next season. So DK yeah, Metcalf think- is unfortunately my guy. What do you think here on uh, DK? Yeah, I'm not big on DK, and I really haven't been through his career. Because last year, this time, he was probably, to a lot of people, considered a top three dynasty asset when it came to wide receiver. I do agree. One, one thing you said right there at the end was, I think they're going to suck this year and take a quarterback in this next year's draft. That's what yeah. I really think they're going to do. But DK Metcalf has somewhat been big play dependent. Like, even his big year when he had his 1,300 yards, I was just looking. 10 10 of the 16 games, because they didn't have the 18 games at that point, and obviously the bye. So 10 of the 16 games, he had five or less catches. Like, he he started off that season hot to a lot of people because he was getting, like, a lot of touchdowns. Like, the first game, four catches, four catches. First four games, four catches. But three of them, he had a touchdown. Like, he was almost, like, you could almost say he was touchdown dependent. He he had, yeah, he had, like, a 12-catch game, a 7-catch game, a 10-catch game, and then a couple of sixes. Like, you really don't see this guy getting – like 10 or more catches like you would think a top three dynasty asset would be yeah like hopkins um, or yeah yeah like a hopkins adams. Chase, adams yeah, uh, yeah. jefferson like those guys are getting like 10 catches almost every week it seems like. or at least like close to it like they're in the 8 to 12 range like most of the time where dk metcalf's five or below for majority of his games yeah he's gonna win you some weeks of course but i think his i think he's just been blown out of proportion because of russ has that awesome deep ball that he would always that Metcalf could take advantage of. I don't think he's as good as a wide receiver. Like, I don't think he's a great, a super great route runner. He's got strong hands and everything. He's obviously a big guy, physical specimen, all the pictures and everything were coming out when he was getting drafted. But like people underestimate like football IQ and route running. And I think that might be things that I can't really speak on his football IQ, but his route running can be sloppy sometimes. And he likes to get in fights (laughs) In games. Yeah. I feel like people can get in his head. If That's what I'm trying to say there. So, yeah, I think DK Metcalf's a regression candidate. I think if I had him, I think you can still sell him for potentially his peak value. Because I really – I as a, he's just a guy that I – one of those top guys that I've always stayed clear of. Because I think that he's 
always been overrated in my opinion. I think he's a very good, like I still think he's very good, but I don't think he's like a top five asset that a lot of people view him as. I think he's more of a lower wide receiver one. I'd really like a high end wide receiver two for. What do you think about his pacifier mouth guard? I like the pacifier mouth guard. You like the- <laughs> yeah. I don't like his hair. I don't like his hair colors. Yeah, I like the I like the pacifier mouth guard. I think those things look cool. But uh, the haircut, the, all the different hair colors, yeah, the like blue the cotton, and yeah, yeah, the cotton candy, it looks yeah, good. yeah, yeah. All right, he's got to do something with that. Um, but yeah, not a big DK Metcalf fan, so I don't own him anywhere for similar reasons. I've never really tried to trade for him. I sure I would have liked to have drafted him and all, but I just don't think he's all that he is made up to be by a lot of people in the fantasy community. So with and that being good said, for you this year. I mean, it's good yeah, for you yeah. this year. Especially. Yeah, yeah, because Leone said he's going to regress. He's going to regress. So um, <laughs> we talked about Aaron Rodgers earlier. So obviously, uh, cover boy for our, our stream now. here, Devontae Adams, wide receiver two last year, wide receiver one the year before. Just a phenomenal athlete. But people are getting all hyped up that it's like he went from the Green Bay to Carol, or sorry, Derek Carr and and Las Vegas for the Vegas Raiders. I said Oakland for the Raiders. And people think. Oh, he had that chemistry with Carr in college. Yeah, that was like a couple of years in college that they played together. He played with Aaron Rodgers, like one of the greats of all time, once it's all said and done, and played for him for seven to eight years to gain that chemistry, going to Derek Carr, who will not be considered a great of all time, who is a good quarterback, but it's not the same. Like people think that, I feel like there's a lot of people that think that his value hasn't really changed that much. I think it's going to change significantly. I would not be surprised to see him around wide receiver 10 at the end of this year. There's a lot of mouths to feed in in Vegas. We'll talk about him a little bit. Hunter Renfro's there. Like, he's not going to disappear. Darren Waller's there and him healthy. He is a force to be reckoned with. Adams is going to get all the attention. And Derek Carr is not as good as Aaron Rodgers to still be able to get him to have the production that he had. So... I think Adams is a huge regression candidate. I think his best years are definitely – he's obviously getting older as well. His best years are behind him. Unless I'm a contender, I'm probably looking to sell him for some younger pieces, future draft stock. That's how I feel about him. What are your thoughts on Devontae Adams? I agree 100%. I live here in the Bay. There's a lot of Raider fans here. Even though they left, I joke, but they, but there's still a lot of Raider fans. So a lot of people still talk about the Raiders here a lot. And a lot of people that like the Raiders here are really buzzed and really excited. And I think he's going to be great. And I'm with you hundred percent. I don't see it. I, I do think he'll still be good. He'll, you know, you can still start him. He'll still have some nice games, but he's not going to have like these 40 point weeks, these 50 points. It's just not going to happen. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm with you hundred percent. If there's someone in your league, that isn't worried about it, then you trade him to them right now. I am not buying Devonte Adams anywhere. I don't. His value is way too high for me to even consider it. And if I did have him, I, I wouldn't sell him low. I would hope for the best. But if someone was willing to pay, like maybe a, a twenty-three third and a nice player or a couple firsts, he'd be gone. I, I don't want any part of. Would Devontae you trade him Adams. for two firsts for this upcoming season? I would. Like twenty twenty-three two firsts. Yeah, I, I probably would too. Honestly, unless I was a contender, if I know I can win this year, I still think he's going to be a, a valuable asset. I can't just say he's going to disappear, but it's not Aaron Rodgers, people. Like this is Derek Carr. There's a huge gap in in talent, so we can't ignore it. With that, I'll jump into my next regression candidate, and this kind of goes with the quarterback I chose earlier, and, and I spoke on it a little bit. Keenan Allen finishes wide receiver nine. Now, this might I might be just biased because I was in the playoffs one year, and Keenan Allen looked in the camera and said, "Start me." 
you don't <laughs> bench me because he was supposed to be limited. Don't bench me. Start me. And I did. He scored like one point. I've never liked him since. I did say I, I think he's been <laughs> underrated his entire career. I think this dude is a great athlete, but I think his best years are behind him. I really do. I still think that he is a solid fantasy piece. I think he is more of a high-end wide receiver two now rather than a low-end wide receiver one. Like I said, he finished number nine last year. Wide receivers stayed relatively healthy this past season. He was against almost everybody. I just don't see it. I think he falls out of the top 10. I think we're going to see him closer to 15 to 20 this upcoming season. He's getting older. Mike Williams is there and doing better. If he stays healthy, that's going to eat into Keenan Allen's production. So that's my thoughts on Keenan Allen. Do you disagree since you disagreed with Herbert? I do. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's fair. Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen. Check this out. Let's talk about consistency here for a second. Let's he pull is up consistent. his numbers. Check this Except out. in the fantasy playoffs. Check this. Well, okay. 2017, 102 catches for 1,300-plus yards. 2018, 97. It's only five less catches, 1,196 yards, so 1,200 yards. 19, 104 catches, 1,200 yards. 2020, 100 catches, 992 yards. But he did have eight touchdowns that year to make yeah, up for the lost yardage. Yeah, and week then 15, this week 15, one catch, 17 yards. <laughs> this so, past yeah. year, 106 catches, 1,100 yards. All of these seasons, by the way, I didn't even mention it. Six touchdowns next year, six touchdowns the following year, six touchdowns the You'd following like to year. See more. Eight touchdowns, and then six touchdowns again last year. So every year, he catches 100 balls for 1,200 yards, and he gets on average six. Point five touchdowns every year. So do I think that he's going to continue that? I don't see why not. He has the best quarterback that he's ever had for the past, what, year, season and a half. I expect Herbert to just continue to get it's, it's better. It's pretty much two seasons. Herbert played week yeah. two. He played like week two last yeah, year. When week one. He's just starting and, 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 you don't get the, you don't get the, you don't get the discredit his first six games because he's a rookie. Yeah, I, I will. seasons. But okay, seasons. but it's even still, he's he's gelling with his new quarterback. He's by your own admission, he's a top five quarterback in the league, right? Arguably, yeah. He is another year older, but he's still only thirty. You're acting like this guy's like thirty five. He's only thirty. And Julio Jones fell off at thirty one. Just saying, there's these elite guys that can fall off. The only thing I'd say, the only thing I'll say different with Julio was we saw Julio having injuries. Yes, you know, getting healthy. True. And we haven't seen that with Keenan Allen yet. Keenan Allen has been fair. very, he's been on the field. He's been consistent. He's been out there. So yes, maybe we start to see Keenan Allen breaking down. Like we saw Julio start to break down. I'm not willing to say that. I think that is going to happen. He's only 30. He's shown, he's shown every year how consistent he is. And I don't see any reason why that won't continue to happen. They haven't brought in any new weapons like we talked about. So it's going to be relatively the same type of offense. And yeah, I think he's going to be, I think you, for Keenan Allen, you can expect a hundred catches, 1200 yards and six touchdowns, because that's what he's shown he can do mm -hmm. for the past five straight seasons. That's fair. Now I, I predicted him around 15 to 20. Yeah, no, I, know. I mean, he, he still think he'll be good. Yeah. He averaged 16.4 points. Wide receiver 15 averaged 15.3. So it's not like the regression, I guess I'm predicting projecting is huge that's just i and then wide receiver 20 average 14.8 so it's literally within two one and a half two points of what he was doing now so 
Yeah, I guess that regression is is minute. And when you look at it, when it goes to average points scored per week, so. But you, know. you think he could be on like the Julio Jones trajectory here? So you you would say, hey, if you have Keenan Allen, this is the time. No, no, to no. Sell. I was just using that as an example of like oh. a, that age that some guys are regressing. Yeah, okay. I'll give it to you. Julio was constantly hurt. It seemed like every year had something, missed a couple games, come back, missed a couple games, come yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, and he doesn't, that doesn't happen for Allen. He did, he was hurt in that, that year I just was mentioning in 2020 at the end of the season. At the end of the <laughs> yeah. season, your body's wearing on you and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, he, I just think he's, I think his best years are behind him, is my point, is what I'm saying. He, he could be, he could do the same. It wouldn't surprise me, but I don't think he's going to do better than what he has. And, oh, you're, go ahead and jump into your wide receiver, your last one. Yeah, so for me, this was easy. This was easy. You've already I, beat you've already beat this poor man down. In I, previous I feel bad for him. I hope he doesn't watch because I really do feel bad for him. I'm sure uh, he cares a lot. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Hunter Renfro, and I was I did not even realize he was wide receiver ten last year. Like, Thanks I know he had a lot of catches. I know he had a lot of catches, but man, wide receiver ten with Devontae Adams, and I think it's kind of obvious he's gonna. I don't know. Some people think. Devonte Adams frees up Hunter Renfro, so he'll do even better. But I think for you guys touchdowns maybe for touchdowns, but there's no yeah. way he's going to get the PPR no. side. I personally expect Hunter Renfro to be like at best a wide receiver three. He's an, I think he's going to have a huge drop off. I think if you can sell him now, this is the time to do it. I would trade Hunter Renfro for just one twenty three first. I am I don't have any shares of him. I think if you had him last year and benefited, that's great. I I would not hold him. I do not see this ending well for Hunter Renfro truthers whatsoever. I just, I don't see it. Bryce, do so you disagree? No, I agree. Hunter Renfro uh, was one of the ones I was going to pick, but I already picked Adams. I didn't want to pick two Raiders. So wide receiver <laughs> three, wide receiver 12-man league, a, a third wide receiver would probably be right, like 25 and lower, right? When you say? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's still then, some top, there's still some top guys there. I shouldn't say that because most of these top guys were hurt for a lot me, of it. Obviously. Give me a guy if you have it up there who played like 16, 17 games and DJ Moore. Rank. Okay, so what was DJ Moore's production last average year? No, like point nine. Oh, okay. No, how yeah, many he averaged fourteen fantasy points. He had eighty six catches, one thousand seventy yards. Four touchdowns. I think the touchdowns killed him. He started off the season hot. 15, 21, 20, 31. And then Fell 8, off a 12, 13, 9, 6, 4, 16, 4. It kind of got it going a little bit in that mid-16 to 14 range in the middle. But, yeah. I, he fell off the cliff, I think, when Darnold got hurt. Because yeah. Darnold was feeding. Oh, Darnold started. And he started really hot. Yeah. Yeah. He's spoon-feeding so, yeah. DJ Moore. Yeah, and so. DJ Moore is is their best wide receiver. And Hunter Renfro is arguably their third best receiver yeah. on the team after Adams and Waller. Yeah. So for people thinking that Hunter Renfro is going to still have this great season with Adams there and, and now Waller fully healthy, I just – I don't see it. I think he is a crazy sell. And if you don't sell him hoping for the best, I think you're going to just be holding nothing. You'd sell him for season. a second rounder, wouldn't you? Yeah. I no, I would sell him right now for a 23 first if I could get it. If I yeah, could get I, like I doubt you'd get that. If I could get like an early 23 second. second, I'd consider that. Or if I could just get a player I like more. For example, if, if Hunter Renfro is like the fifth best wide receiver on my team and I'm hurting like at tight end, he's the type of guy I would just trade straight up. Hey, I'll give you Hunter Renfro if you give me 
Dallas Goddard or, or, or someone Schultz? like that. What's that? Dalton Schultz? Schultz? I would do that. Yeah. If yeah. I need, if I have a hole and he could fill it, like I'd rather just make my team better in that sense. Yes. I'm sorry. What? So if, I, if I had a hole and he could fill it. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it sounded bad. Yeah. That's... That was. <laughs> I should have reworded that a little bit better. All right, we'll go into we'll go into this the G-rated show, Bryce. Yeah. This is a G-rated <laughs> show. I, I wasn't even watching. That's what made it funny. <laughs> uh, all right, let, go ahead and jump into your your first running back for regression. All right, so running back is a little a little tricky, but I and I didn't want to just pick like super obvious guys, but I had to just go with Cordero Patterson. Like I just had to. He was a top 10 running back last year. He was crazy efficient. It was like every time he touched the ball, he got a touchdown. Yeah. I think it's pretty obvious he's going to regress down to running back two, maybe even lower, depending on how much they work in. They drafted uh, Tyler Igier. Right after they drafted Tyler Igier, they released Mike Davis. Now, I think to me, it sounds like, hey, they have faith in this guy that he's going to get some work early in the season. They may use Patterson more as a wide receiver this year, given that they lost Calvin Ridley and they don't really have a lot of help outside and they lost Gage. Yeah, so I just don't see him getting as many touchdowns as he did. He may get a few more catches, but I just don't think it's going to make up. And I know it's weird that he's a running back because he's kind of like the Debo Samuel wide back type guy, but he was really their main running back last year. I think he will get some early down work as a running back this season. I just don't think it's going to be as much. And I just don't expect him to have nearly as many touchdowns as he did last year. I'm assuming you agree, but maybe not, Bryce. What do you think? Yeah, I do. You can't expect this guy. I, I couldn't believe his eight. Like I, when I was looking at him last year, I didn't think he was in the league as long as he was because he hasn't really made a name for himself to more recently outside of being a really good return guy. He is 31, I believe. You can't be playing – how many running backs are in this productive at 31, first of all? But then again, he hasn't carried the ball like that his whole his whole career. So it just goes to show that that position does wear on you physically. But, yeah, I, I don't know where he's going to play. Like, he, I think it's going to be a similar role to last year. I couldn't imagine that he's nearly as productive. I would guess that the running back they drafted has a role. They got to get something going, right, uh, when it comes to that run game. The pass game is now on the hands of Drake London, who just got drafted. Who knows if he's going to – he's a first-round pick, for first wide receiver taken, for supposed to be very good. We've seen it happen before, Bus. Kyle Pitts is obviously going to – is a phenomenal athlete. He's going to draw attention. You would think, with that being said, you would think that – all the opportunity is there for Cordero Patterson to still be a very productive asset for his value. But I don't think he's going to be a running back nine or I don't even know what he would have been at wide receiver. What do you know how many points he averaged last year? I can look it up for real quick. It should take me only a second. Yeah, I'm not Man. sure. I do know he was drafted in 2013, the same season as Keenan Allen. Allen. Sorry. 15.4 points. That's phenomenal. That's he he averaged more points than Aaron Jones last year. And James or not James Conner. But Aaron Jones. Yeah, yeah I, I can't imagine him. I see him averaging more around 10 to 12. Yeah. I think he's a regression candidate. I think he's still a very a good startable asset. I'd probably trade him for a second round pick next year, though. Yeah, I I, I ultimately agree with that take. It's it's a dumpster fire of an, a team right now. I think they could be good here in a couple of years if Calvin Ridley, for some reason, is still there after this next season. If he ever plays again, who knows? They could look real dangerous if they get a good quarterback. 
Like if Mariota ends up being somewhat decent, Ritter comes in and he's really good. Like London, if he plays up to what he's doing, Kyle Pitts is going to be good. And Calvin Ridley, that team could be scary. Like yeah. in the next couple of and years. And I, I really am starting to like, I really am starting to like Tyler Argier. I don't think he's going to be the answer long-term at running back, but I, I don't think they're going to have Patterson really running the ball that much this year. I think he'll be out wide a lot. Yeah. And so I do think there's going to be a lot of opportunity for the rookie Tyler Argier to, to get a lot of run this season. Mm-hmm. And if you're a contender, if you're picking late second round, I think he's a, a great stab. If, if there's a lot of other guys off the board, you need a running back. You can even get him maybe early third, mid third round. I think he's a great target for a lot of these contending teams that yeah. need a little bit of uh, running back depth. Yeah. sounds like I should have took him over Zamir White then. No, if you're, <laughs> if you're contending and you need a little bit of help I this season, yeah. maybe, I don't know. But I want to win for multiple years. So yeah, I can, it's we'll okay too. That's okay. Yeah. All right. I'll go ahead and jump into my next two wide or running backs. So first I picked Leonard Fournette. I finished his running back five in 2021. He is back with the Buccaneers. They did address running back in the draft. Now I'm not sure what, how that's going to play out. Leonard Fournette averaged 18.2 points last season. He at 18.25. He actually averaged and he stayed healthy the whole year too. Didn't miss any games. Eighteen point two. Oh, no, 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 Yes. Oh, hold on. He actually missed two <laughs> games and was still running back five. Like he was super productive. Yeah, I only said that because the people in front of him <laughs> averaged eighteen point two and eighteen point one. So I wanted to say he averaged more than Joe Mixon and Najee Harris. That's interesting. Yeah, that's yeah. I, I wouldn't have guessed that. If you had told me that he averaged more than Alvin Kamara. Yeah, that's. His production last year was insane. I feel like he was a big league winner and a lot of he was in the Roto Heat Grand Prix. Rick had him and James Connor and he won the league. Like I predicted. Are you in that team, league? Yeah, I predicted his is team. That the, is that the the two hundred and something dollar buy in league? Two fifty. Two fifty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. Yeah, I predicted Rick's team to suck because of his quarterbacks and running backs at the time, but James Connor and Leonard Fournette had an absolutely phenomenal <laughs> year. And of course he wins the league. And he made some trades, got Aaron sorry, Aaron Rodgers near the end to, to help him contain. He made some great trades to help him win the league and it, it panned out for him. So his next four or five years are paid for, of course. But yeah, I don't see that happening anymore. I think the they're gonna start to slowly kind of work in white as long as this rookie that they drafted can pass block for Tom Brady and also yeah. maybe go out on some routes and be and be a threat in the in the pass game, like he's going to get on the field. That's what Ronald Jones could not do. That's why Ronald Jones got slowly taken out of that offense. He wasn't a very good pass blocker. He wasn't a very good back out of the backfield. Like you have to be able to do those things. If you're going to sit, stand back there next to Tom Brady, Leonard Fournette is very good at both of those things, but Leonard Fournette is getting old. He's had a lot of tread. He's got a lot of tread on his tires. So it's about time for someone new to take over for Tampa Bay. You're seeing this Rashad White go early second in a lot of startup drafts. And I think that's why he's trash. He isn't taking Lenny's work. Rick, I was just talking good about you. He's not <laughs> trash. You're hoping that's the case. But I, I I, think Leonard Fournette is definitely a regression candidate, even if White doesn't take over. Like, I just don't see him being 18 points was just, was just a phenomenal year. I still think he's a top-level back, probably lower-end running back one at best, in my opinion, high-end running back two. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think he'll be really good. I expect him to have similar production this season with Tom Brady back and just with the offense as a whole. I, I, is he going to be a top five running back? Probably not, but that's mostly because 
other guys that got hurt, yeah, are going to play more games and more catches. Ideally, right. Yeah, like Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley. We said that we said that last year too. It's two years in a row the running backs. I know, but and Fournette's been lucky. He especially this past season, he was he 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 stayed relatively healthy for the season. We can't predict injury, but assuming he he is healthy for the majority of the season, I expect him to be a top ten running back again. I think he has always been undervalued as a player. I think he he has been on some bad teams, and that kind of led to his demise. He had some injuries early in his career that hurt him as well he had some off the field issues in the locker room that caused a lot of you, you think know, he still averages around 18 uh, probably not but i i think he could easily be about about 15 you know on average i, I that probably puts him at low end running back one high end i i would expect him to be top 10 i do think he'll probably catch more passes out of the backfield this year i know what you, you said about, more? yeah, I know more. what you said about Rashid White, but I don't really know if he's going to be sixty nine balls out of the backfield last year. Nice. That's I don't, <laughs> I don't really know if Rashid is going to make an impact his rookie season. So I would bet on Leonard Fournette. I would bet on Leonard Fournette. I do too. I just think that I like how he's old, but I didn't say he's old. I didn't say he's old. I they say he's a year older. He is a year older, Rick, but <laughs> he's he's saying nothing about CMC, Kamara, and Cook. I don't Cook CMC can't regress, that's for sure. Dalvin Cook probably a regression candidate too. I thought about putting him on there. I just think I just don't think eighteen points is going to happen. I think it's going to be closer to fifteen. No, it wasn't eighteen though. It was eighteen point two five. Eighteen point two five. I think it's going to be closer to fifteen point two five. This upcoming this upcoming season, I like Leonard Fournette a lot, but I just think that. His best years are uh, his best years are behind him. Again, a lot of these guys Rick just mentioned, McCaffrey's best years definitely behind him. Kamara, probably the same thing, and same with Cook. And all those guys are regression candidates, in, in my opinion. Unless you're a contender, I'd be looking to sell easily. Like I don't get, I don't get emotionally attached to any fantasy players, especially running backs. Except because Matt usually, Jones. yeah, well, he's going to be phenomenal. <laughs> he's got no belt. He lost a bunch of weight. I don't want to start. Yeah, I just, we only, we think we know half the stuff. We don't even know half the stuff we think we do. Rick always says that. I'll probably be wrong on this. I, I was a big Leonard Fournette fan when he went to Tampa Bay. I just think, like I said, be 28 this year or whatever. And his best years are behind him. That's why I'm going to stick with it. And I'll jump into it's, my next guy. It's just funny. It's just funny though, that I'm normally the ageist on this show and, and you've totally no, taken I, the, the reins age, today. The age doesn't, the age doesn't worry me, but like <laughs> running backs, typically are at their best between 22 and 26 yeah. right i would you would say typically and then they start to they just start to fall off i just i just let the statistics obviously there's outliers like there you can put in guys that that doesn't apply to but i'm just saying as a whole that's typically what happens and rick is right tom brady's offense doesn't utilize rookies and that's that's a fact but I feel like at running back, it might be James White had somewhat of a role as a rookie. And it just depends on how, like I said, I, the two things that matter is if Rashad White gets to be on the field at all, is if he can block and if he can be any sort of weapon out of the backfield. If he can't do even one of those two things, he won't see the field. It's just not going to happen. The only reason Ronald Jones saw the field is because Bruce Arians, for some reason, loved him. Who knows why? I'm not sure. But that's the only two. Those, if he can't do either of those, one of those two things, 
it's going to be the Leonard Fournette show all day and I'll probably be wrong and I'm not really going to be mad about it because it's a minor regression. It's not a big one that I'm predicting for him. And with that being said, I'll go into the next guy and we'll sit here and talk about freaking Leonard Fournette all night. Antonio Gibson finished as running back 11 last year. I will give Antonio Gibson some credit. He last year was a guy I was like telling people to sell throughout the season because he had that fractured shin or something. There was something going on with his shin, his leg. But man, that guy like bounced back and finished really strong last year. I like Antonio Gibson as a player, as a football player. I think his utilization is the reason for his regression this upcoming season. So obviously, for some reason, he's not used as a third down back. Not for some reason. J.D. McKissick is a very good third down back. He's a great back out of the backfield, very speedy guy. Linebackers can't cover him. He's too shifty. Now, with the addition of Brian Robinson, you shared a link with me, and I read some reports even soon after he was drafted is that it's going to be a dual threat, like running back situation. Like I'm going to compare it to not, I could throw it all the way back to when Ron Rivera coached D'Angelo Williams and Jonathan Stewart. Both of those guys were always heavily involved in the offense, like at the same time. And it was frustrating for owners because they knew that if one could just take over, he was going to be good. But I would more recently, I would compare it to somewhat like an Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams or Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon where like, One's on the field, one drive, the next on the field, the drive after that. I can see that happening with Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson. Do I think that they should do that? Probably not. I think it should be Antonio Gibson, probably all three downs every time. But that's not what that's not what I'm reading. That's not what I think is going to happen. So I don't think I think the days of Antonio Gibson being a running back one or over. I see him as a mid level, mid mid tier running back. What are your thoughts? I I understand the argument. I just don't think that Robinson is going to have as big as a role as people are projecting. And we were talking before the show, and you mentioned Jarrett Patterson as hey, what happened to Jarrett Patterson? Yeah. I thought this guy was pretty good. And I wouldn't be surprised if next year we say, hey, what happened to Brian Robinson? Brian Robinson. That was pretty good. So I just think that Gibson has shown, hey, he's a playmaker. He's electric. I expect this team to be a lot better now with an upgraded quarterback. Not a huge upgrade, but it is an upgraded quarterback. And I just think they're going to be able to sustain more drives. I think he's going to have more touchdown opportunity. And I don't like betting on rookie, especially rookie running backs, having a huge role out of the gate. And so I do think that Gibson is going to have a, a very large role. McKissick, I think, will be sprinkled in because he's shown he he can do. But I expect a very similar type season. And if he's healthy, I think we can expect an even better season than he had last season. So I would project about the same or better. I would okay. not project a, re, a, a negative regression, in my opinion. That's fair. I, I, I can't really argue with any of those points. It's, again, this is a guy I. You read into the draft pick and the history of the coach, and then it's hard to ignore that. But as a talented player, Antonio Gibson would be, you would think that he deserves to be the guy to still get the same amount of work. And if healthy, you would think he would do better. So I see both points. It's just, it's a guessing game at this point, in my opinion. You know, with that being, oh no, you you still have one more running back, correct? Yeah, one more. Probably be a, a quick one. I went with Melvin. He, I, I, I didn't want to pick anyone below wide running back three. And he was a running back two last year. Low in running back two, but still a running back two. He, he helped a lot of teams get to the playoffs. And he had a really good season overall, Melvin Gordon did. He basically split the backfield with Javante Williams to a lot of fantasy owners who were upset that they kept getting about the same amount of touches. But toward the end of last year, the, the usage started to spread a little bit. 
And Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon last year both finished as running back twos. Javante Williams was a little bit higher. I think he was like 17. Melvin Gordon, again, was 21. I expect this coming season for Javante Williams to be a running back one, like a low-end running back one, and then Melvin Gordon to be more like a running back three. So I think we're just going to see that spread just a little bit further and pretty substantial to the point where if you have Melvin Gordon and you could sell him now, this is the time. I think last season is the best Melvin Gordon is going to be again. And so if you have him, I think this is the best time to sell him because by this time next season, I don't think you're going to be able to get anything for him. So I just see huge regression on his part. I think Javante Williams is going to have a great season. I think if people are worried about Melvin Gordon coming back and you can get Javante Williams at a discount, go for it. I think he is the future. I think he is phenomenal. And I think Melvin Gordon is not going to be in this giant 50-50 timeshare like it was last season. Bryce. Yeah, it's obvious. Like Javante Williams, if you watch Jenny, he's just much better. Like he needs to be on the field more often. Need to be getting seventy five percent of the touches. Like the fifty fifty needs to be seventy five twenty five or more in favor of Javante Williams. So that was that. I didn't even think about that one, but it's an obvious one to me now that you mention it. So I absolutely agree. Melvin Gordon is on his way out at this point. Like he's going to be a guy that gives the starter a break for probably the rest of his career. So. If you have him and you can't find a buyer for him, I think he's flex worthy. We'll see how the season yeah, goes. Potentially. But yeah, don't expect what you got last he, year. He, he is a good back out of the backfield. So that could help. So yeah, Russell, what, Wilson's really never had a good one of those. Marshawn was never really known for being a back out of the backfield either. Uh, and that was his best running back he played with. Yeah. But with that being said, we'll cut this portion for the, the, those listening to this in a, in a, podcast forum anybody who asks questions in the live chat please stay tuned we'll answer those everyone thank you so much for listening please like subscribe join our facebook page roto heat dynasty fantasy football you can find our discord information in there as well the community is really great and and thank you guys so much for listening we'll we will be back next week the dynasty heat seekers is a proud member of the roto heat family of podcasts Find fantasy content ranging from Dynasty, Redraft, Devi, and more at rotoheat.com.